MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two, prime time action on a Wednesday night. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Sorry, I uh, spat form to laugh right here at the top of the segment. But uh, the Capitals looked to be up two to nothing against the Rangers. But apparently the goal was uh, was ruled, um, was taken off the board. And Matt, your explanation off air was just spectacular. Would you like to share that with everybody? It's why we can't have nice things because of this blue line. <laughs> the line, the, the blue thing, it's the, they kept showing it in slow motion. Apparently, be, they did something I believe wrong. Your, your comment was something about the line, something the, about the blue. Yeah, the blue and the line <laughs> and all that. And Kelly, we can't have nice things. We just want goals in hockey. I think it's that's called offsides. Yes, that's exactly yes. what it was called. <laughs> I Correct. think that's probably what happened. Yes. Correct. I don't think it was <laughs> any other. Yes. For those a it little. Wasn't high sticking. For those from a little <laughs> north, uh, a little further north in North America than Matt. Yes. That was offsides. That's right. Not a lot of golf. Not a lot of hockey in Louisiana growing up. No, 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 no. no, no zero. DC either. I remember there was a zero. kid who played hockey. Uh, like after school, I was like, wow, how exotic. Yeah, no, right. Mm-hmm. Just our perspective. No, no, no ice in Louisiana. No, that's yeah. a not a lot. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. not a lot. Hmm. Okay, Thursday night football. A lot of that in Louisiana, though. There we know is. that much. Uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night football. Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. Buccaneers, six-and-a-half-point favorites, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Rob Gronkowski, rib injury. Levante David, their linebacker with an ankle injury. Antoine Winfield Jr. with a concussion. All three out for tomorrow night's game for the Buccaneers. A very shaky survivor play, I would say, as a result. Of course, there's the Tom Brady thumb story where he says he'll be fine, but you can't ignore that. Any plays for you, I have, we both, let's just say this, we both have the Bucks in a teaser leg with Baltimore from the other night. At a worse number. Like, I have, you know, I mean, I guess it just leaves me open to a push. But, yeah, I I took it from seven down to one. And, again, we this thing did move to six and a half, but a few different books today on this news. What what we've seen so far from this Tampa offense has really just been kind of more of what we saw towards the end of last season when they really got going, they really started rolling, and that's where we are right now with this Tampa team. Second overall offense – according to uh, DVOA and second overall offense, according to Pro Football Focus as well. And if you look, the other reason that this has been so good for this team is they're number one in pressure rate allowed. So Tom Brady is not getting pressured at all. I mean, he is having all day to throw the ball, and that's how you end up with with totals like he had this past weekend of over 400 yards and five touchdowns. And you look at Justin sack rate and adjusted line yards, it just lets you know this offensive line has been playing really Really good for this Bucks team. And the wide receiving core, we've, we talked about this. When they have all three of those guys out there, it's kind of like pick your poison, right? I mean, like, who 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 are you going to give the most attention to? And if that's the case, then he just goes the other direction. You know, it wasn't Chris Godwin week this past week. It was Mike Evans and Antonio Brown week. And both of those guys had monster games. 
it's just a it's really really tough to defend all three of those guys out there i mean all three with with skill sets across the board too so uh yeah i mean the only problem here is those is is really the unknown for us we have we we can only do we can only absorb what these beat writers have asked and then how they answer these things mm-hmm. and so they continually ask hey how's the thumb how are things going they either laugh or they say i'm playing or it's no big deal or whatever it might be but what do you expect him to say? You okay, know? my thumb is terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's 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 writhing in pain right now. Actually, like <laughs> no, he's not going to tell the other team that, and certainly Tom Brady's not going to say that by any stretch of the imagination. So we're we're kind of just at the mercy of what we're hearing here. I mean, it's probably it's probably worse than they're making it out to be, but not maybe as bad as as we were thinking. Maybe we're thinking as far as like worst case scenario, doom and gloom type thing. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. It's. It's got me worried enough. I think to stay off the game. I think. I, I think I am going to. But. But I. I trying to read between the lines and this stuff is so difficult. But I, I. I am with you, Matt. I think that they're. I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. Like I. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all tomorrow if this game ends up being 40, 42 to fourteen or whatever. But I, even though you feel that way, it, it gives you pause. Yeah, it, it gives me enough pause yeah. to not want to bet. And, and you know what though, I got to give the Eagles a little credit too. Like this is. This is a team that I was probably as far off on as any other any team going into the season. Not that they've been lighting it up, but I thought they were going to be right. maybe almost as bad as anybody, and they haven't been. They have been better than that. So a little bit is of, of it is that too. And there, and you know, the advanced metrics kind of back that up as well. Like surprised me as well that they've kind of graded out so far as good as they have. If you kind of look yards, you know, we, we look at these, these different little things that really kind of tell you how this offense has been working yards per play. They're 10th in the league in yards per play. Uh, if you look at early down success rate, they're ninth in the league and early down success rate, they're 10th in the league in early down EPA. So, I mean, it's been a good offense so far and, you know, it necessarily hadn't necessarily translated all the time to, to big wins on the field. But, you know, again, Maybe this is one of those scenarios with a busted up secondary for the Bucks, where on a short week with Tom Brady with some sort of at least some sort of ailment on his thumb, that could this be the week where they where they get bit? You know, I mean that could be that that's kind of the question here that you have to ask yourself: Are you willing to to roll the dice? I'm, Gil, I'm glad you brought up you know Survivor because mm-hmm. we're we're looking here at a lot of teams have used the Bucks so far, but for those out there. That haven't so far. I mean, you, you. I think you're looking at this, and you're probably feeling a bit uneasy if you want to put in that pick with the Bucks this week. I, I think I would just be looking elsewhere. I mean, you want to hold your nose. I mean, hold your nose. The Colts. You're never going to use the Colts ever. If you were ever going to use the Colts, it's going to be against the Texans. It's a home game for the Colts against the Texans. So, I mean, it just comes down to that's who I'm using. You've got to, yeah, it's just kind of like you got to, you got to use them. Yeah. Yeah. The schedule dictates that you just have to use teams sometimes. And so I would certainly bypass the bucks this week, better opportunity down the line. They obviously hold a much, much higher future value as well than the, than the Colts ever will. So that, just, that's the you, you hit on it though. That's the one also the other quirk of Survivor we don't talk about enough is you sometimes get saved by having used a team earlier. So I can't even I've used the Bucks. I can't even consider them and it might spare me yep. agony. Yep. Of course I could get crushed with the Colts too, right? But that's the thing. I just don't the Eagles, I'm that's the thing, Kelly, what you were saying. I every week I watch the Eagles. And up until this past week, most people were like, yeah, the Eagles, they're in that bottom group of teams. I'm like, I don't know what you're watching. Like, they don't suck. 
Hertz yeah. is pretty good. They are very much a middle of the road team in my eyes, like I, which is way better than what that what I thought they were going to be. I love what you're saying about the uh, when they ask him about his thumb. Um, do you think we'll ever get to a point in the NFL where somebody's like, you know what? Listen, I wouldn't take us against the number. Yeah. Survivor's a little dicey, too. He's like, I was out there throwing some passes. i got to be honest. I was pretty inaccurate. Like, I, I, the ball was really flying on I him. would not be tying us into mo- any money line parlays yeah. this week. Yeah, not a good leg for that. the over on interceptions thrown you, for you, me. You in have us one. in a teaser leg with who? Baltimore? Oh, that's already in? Yeah, yeah maybe you might get away with that. Well, and the other, the other thing that's just a little bit interesting about this, right, is that you, you've got you've got this this got this Tampa Bay defense that is a pass funnel as it is anyway, like that, that, that defensive line, you cannot run against them no matter what. So like they force you to pass against them. But the problem is, is they're forcing you to pass against them. And that's actually where they're thin right now. And that's where their weakness is. So it's kind of like they forced you into their weakness, which is kind of a, a a bad place to be right now, you know? And, and so, cause you can't run on them at all. And so you're, you're forced into passing, which is actually the more plus EV play against this team is, is, th- is attacking them through the air and through the secondary that's really, really beat up. And honestly, it's just been pr- underperforming so far this year. So that's like the, another interesting quirk about this, about this Bucks team as well. So for me, look, I know it, I already had it in. I'm fairly confident in a win here. Not like, not to the point where I'm going to try to buy off my position or, you know, or take the, take the Eagles plus the points or anything like that. But I'm not going to be, I'll put it this way. I'm not going to be adding on anymore. I'm certainly not going to be looking to open up any new teasers yeah. with this one or whatever. Like, That's a good I've got the one it. in. Yeah. It kind of just is what it is. Me and, too. And we'll, we'll, I'm without a doubt, we'll be losing before when we get off the air. Like it will be, it will look <laughs> like we are going to lose the bet and then the Bucks will rally and it'll be. I got this exactly. I got my one bet in on with the, with the Ravens. I'm not adding anything else tomorrow night. I'm I not. wonder if. Matt, there's an opportunity here with maybe some some of the player props where even if we're even if we're concerned about his thumb, you know, maybe that's something where he's gonna utilize those backs out of the backfield more or something like that. If he's having trouble get ripping it downfield a little bit more. Lenny had a big game this past week. Yeah, might be something to look at Fournette or Bernard even with receiving. Uh yeah, that might be a way I, lo- I might look tomorrow. Ryan Reeves plays for the Rangers, but you didn't know that. He used to play for the Vegas Golden Knights. That was interesting, seeing him in a new uniform. I did I did not. Yeah. Interesting. Not. That was the other thing, Kelly. You know, we were talking about it with a thumb. If uh if we finally get to the point where they answer honestly about bets, yeah, I don't know about Survivor even. Certainly don't take us against the number. My dream has always been this has nothing to do with betting, but you know when they interview coaches, specifically college football coaches coming off the field at halftime, and they're like crushing the opponent 21 to nothing, and they're all so polite. They're like, ah, it's a good football team oh, on yeah. the other side. Yeah. We got to play it like it's 0-0. We got we to make sure to keep up the intensity. I just want somebody to be honest once, right, when they put the mic in their face and be like, yeah, that, that other team is kind of sorry. Yeah, like we're going to uh, moonwalk to the win here. It's like, just going to yeah. put in all the backups. <laughs> so let you know. They're not really looking good. to get in the second string, maybe even the third string by the fourth quarter. They are not a good football team. Thanks. Got to run. I don't know if you, man. I don't know if you got like this. Kind of reminds me of like the uh, Justin Thomas was talking. I think it was yesterday out of the CJ cover. There's his press availability and like a, a reporter asked him a question about different takes that a couple of the golfers had on approaching a course that they never played before. I think it was Harris English was like, well, you got to get there extra early. Really got to study it harder than you would any other course. And of course, Brooks Kepke answer was like, we do this every week. You go up there, you tee up the ball. You, and Justin Thomas was just like. 
Yeah, I think it's a little in between the two of those. But <laughs> that's like, a great. That's right. <laughs> it's like Brooks, man. Doesn't care. Yeah, it's kind of what we do. I, I'm trying to hit the fairway. You know, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, we play a new course every week. Like, I just got to go out there and tee it up. It's golf. My life is awesome. That's what he really <laughs> wants to say. Uh, okay, we'll come back. Uh, we'll update some hockey scores. I suppose we'll do that. And uh, we have JVT coming up later to talk basketball. We will whet our appetite next with MVP and Rookie of the Year discussion. Odds you can bet on it. VEASAN's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Get in on the Bellator 268 action for free with the Bellator MMA Prediction Challenge. Answer questions about how you think it'll go down on October 16th for your shot at up to $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Showtime now to make your predictions before the fights begin. Who'll be one step closer to claiming the light heavyweight throne? Don't miss the light heavyweight World Grand Prix semifinals on Saturday, October 16th, live on Showtime. Terms and conditions apply and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, Mateo, you getting in on any of that? You uh, you betting any of that? Yes, no, no. You don't do Bellator so much. No, not not really. Not a ton. Yeah, not a ton. Okay. Yeah, you we, probably did some Bellator betting once upon a time. Once upon though. a time. Maybe once upon a time. We've yeah, all I mean, thrown in a random Bellator bet. Yes. Because you all have that friend who's like, hey, man, you got to bake this guy. You got to bet this guy I think tonight. I think I have one time. I think I can remember one time doing it. I have that friend. The... The, uh, are you are you guys as excited about John Bon Tobel coming on the show as I am? It seems like it's been a long to talk a little hoops a long, a long time yeah. since he's been on the show. Yeah, I mean I see him like almost every day, but yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah. Well, we don't see him, so we yeah, don't, you don't see him. Yeah, you guys what, are you doing a podcast with him or something? You guys haven't seen him in forever. No, his, I mean his show is the last show before ours in this studio. Do you think he had Charlotte? Do you think more. he has Charlotte plus fifty tonight against Dallas in the preseason? Ninety-one no. to forty-one in the third or after three. No, I believe he thinks uh, Charlotte is a little. Uh, he, I think he wanted to like Charlotte this year, but thinks they're a little overrated. A bit overrated tonight, that's for sure. Mm. Do, you, do you ever think if you had a Vaughn in front of your last name, if you were Gil Vaughn Alexander, <laughs> it would change my whole personality? Yeah, instead of like Gil John Vaughn, Vaughn Alexander, if I was Matt Von Brown, <laughs> might just makes you sound him. a lot fancier, man. Lot Matt Von Brown, Matt that, Von Brown, Matthew Von Brown. Yeah. Oh, okay. You yeah, know what? That's dude, actually not that's terrible. a name right there. Yeah, Kelly Von Bidlin just doesn't. What work. if what if yeah, JVT what if JVT didn't have the Von? He'd just be John Tobel. Oh, oh, that is weird. Yeah, just, yeah. Let, let's call. Let's that's call weird. Him. Let's call him that when he comes on and see what he, let's see the reaction. Well, we might talk to John about this odds to win the MVP this year. Oh, guess they're trying to give it to Luca again off the top. Luka Doncic, your uh, short shot. Remember, he was the short shot last year to begin the season as well. Plus 380. KD, 6-1. to one. Embiid, 7-1. to one. Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 9-1. to one. Steph, uh, Steph Curry, 9-1. to one. And then the double-digit parade begins with Lillard at 14-1. to one. The reigning MVP, Jokic won it last year, right? Finally, 15-1. Yep. to one. And then LeBron at 15-1. to one. There are some other names there that are fascinating beyond that as well. Hmm, man. Hmm. It's like you look at AD at 25 to 1, but you just know he's going to miss he's gonna get hurt. Oh, you so can't. much time. You and can't. you're just like, he's, when he's on the court, he's going to put up fantastic numbers and it's going to be amazing, but you just know he's going to miss time. So you just can't bet him. Uh, you know who Parlay likes? My uh, producer, Trey Young. Likes himself some Trey Young. 
What do you think about that? Look, you know I love Trey. Oh, but, that's a that's a but. But, but however, yes. but I, I I was looking at him this year too, but I think you need a longer number on, uh, than that on him. I, I I just think that that team, what that team figured out a bit last year was more of a balanced scoring attack, and they don't need him to go out there and put up 50 a night. Now, that's why I think Luka is so is so properly priced because this is a guy who do, he doesn't really miss games, doesn't skip games. Porzingis has not been – that has not been working out well. So he's ro- he's rolling out there every night doing everything for that team. I think he's, pr- I think he's really – like properly priced. Giannis at nine to one and Steph Curry at nine to one though are interesting to me. Those are the two that I mean, I'm looking at. Like kind of to your point last night, Gil, when you talk, you're like the Bucks. Like they won a championship yep. last year. What has changed? Why wouldn't I go back to the well with them? I think you can make that same kind of argument with Giannis here. And Steph Curry, I mean look, I don't we don't we don't we think we know how Clay Thompson's gonna come back in and how they're gonna you know work him back into the fold, but we don't know exactly when that's going to be. We don't exactly how know how easy they're going to take things on him. I would imagine they're going to work him in very slowly until he gets comfortable, which means Steph's going to be carrying a lot of the load again. Yeah, that's a whole new look team, though, man. Wiseman will be back, two rookies. It's going to be fun. At the exact same price, would you rather hold a Bucks championship at 9-1 to one or a Giannis MVP at nine to one. Excellent question. Good question. Giannis nine to one. Giannis nine to one. Giannis, right? Because you're you're and I like you still have an out even if they don't win win the whole thing. Yeah. And if they do win the whole thing, he played at a spectacular level to get to get them. And it's a regular season award. The playoffs don't matter Mm -hmm. for this. Yeah, so, I think that's a great question, and I think without a doubt, it's Giannis nine to one over over Bucks nine to one. I think it's Giannis, and I love the Bucks at nine to one. So that's how much I like Giannis at nine to one. But isn't this from a betting standpoint? And I can't remember what the market was we were talking about yesterday. Maybe it was the NBA title market. Isn't it the same thing we were talking about, Matt, yesterday? Which is, if you want to bet a long shot, bet it. But like, mm-hmm. are you really betting Luca at plus three eighty? Probably not. No. Like, wait for it. A swoon of some kind. And again, it's not going to get that much worse than that number. It's like you're almost, you're 70% of the time you're going to get a better number. You know, like it's, it's going to be higher than 380 at some point over the course of the season. Right. It will be. Yeah. So you're like, no, you're right. Like that would be the one. So yeah, you'd wait on that. Steph and Giannis, I guess if you wanted to tell me you wanted to bet now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight you on. You probably could get a better number at some point, but I think, honestly, I think it's a pretty good number on Guys who are really good players. I'm not interested interested in betting Kevin Durant because there's too much that too there's not enough shots to go around basically in Brooklyn if everybody's there. Now who knows what's going on with Kyrie? Joel Embiid's like it's it's kind of the Anthony Davis angle too, right? Joel Embiid, I mean he's a top definitely a top five bat player in the NBA, but like can he stay on the court for you to win that or get that award home? I'm not betting that at seven to one. Like that, and then I, there's a lot of names that you can easily cross off this list for. If you wanted a longer, longer shot, and Matt's going to kind of chuckle at this, but like thirty to one for Donovan Mitchell, like it, we're like we are now getting to a point where the, this guy's getting too underrated. Matt will laugh because a couple years ago I said he was a little overrated, but we are we are very much underrating Donovan Mitchell's impact on the number one seed in the Western Conference last year during the regular season when he's sitting at thirty to one. Just too many great players, man. The NBA is just, I mean, for Don, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know that he should be much shorter than that. Gil, just because you, you did bring it up and we're talking NBA, 
the live line in this Mavericks Hornets game is 53 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're up 54 and at the line to, to add 53 to it. 53 and a half right now. You'll, you, someone, I'll have to ask JBT about this because like, I don't really follow NBA preseason, forgive me. But is this normal for teams down the stretch of a preseason to just say, hey, we don't care if we get beat by 55? I, yeah, I I don't know how many there have been this year. I think this is a little abnormal what we've seen tonight. Two what, tonight I mean, which yeah. is what is normal, though, is what a lot of these teams have been doing is one team, especially when we get into this last week, is one team wants to see what their normal rotation will look like. So they'll have all their starters go for, and it might just be for a half. But then the, at the same time, the other team will be like, eh, we played our, our guys the other night. We're not playing anybody important tonight. How many people do you think are out there? Because you know how people before, you know, with NL, NFL preseason, and some people even with baseball in exhibition where I'm just like, grapefruit and cactus league. I'm like, okay, come on with it. But there's people who claim to really exploit the preseasons. I wonder how many NBA preseason betters are like, yep, I had the information. I got ahead of this. Easy peasy. So, I mean, I've seen a couple information, like, we talk about info and how that move, how it that leads us to bets in the NBA all the time. I've seen I've seen a couple major announcements in the preseason, but even the lines don't move that much. So I'm like, yeah. and but to answer your question, Gil, Matt, I don't know about you. I've never once met anybody in my life that's an NBA better that's been like NBA preseason is either. where I kill no, it. I haven't at. either. No. Not a one. That's what oh. I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I don't know. Let's talk about this because this is very cool. The rookie of the year odds in the NBA. It's funny. If you talk to people about this, you will get four or five different opinions. Everybody seems to have a different one. Cade Cunningham, number one pick in the draft uh, at Oklahoma State. Pistons grabbed him. He's the short shot at plus 250. But Jalen Green of the Rockets, who people swear by, are like, nah, it's Jalen Green's award. This dude is just ridiculous. Plus 275. Then there's Gonzaga's Jalen Suggs, who's with the Magic 7-1. to one. Evan Mobley, Pac-12 Player of the Year out of USC, is with the Cavaliers. He's eight to one. A lot of people think he's the guy. Scotty Barnes with the Raptors at oh, twelve to one. Now I just got a good prop for Johnny Green's. Okay, we'll hear about Green's teammate Alperin Sangoon. He crushed summer league, twelve he, to one. He did. He will not be. And that's where everybody's. He's one of the guys everybody's in love with. He, yes. He will not be starting though. Most like for the, for this year when this year begins. So it's something to keep in mind. Just a couple more. Davion Mitchell at uh, a Baylor, who to me was the best player, certainly in the tournament, 18 to 1 with the Kings. And then Kaminga with the Warriors is 28 to 1. You see the rest. Um, you, Kelly, do you like any of these? Yeah, I, I do. I'm one of those guys that is absolutely obsessed with Jalen Green. If I can find a th- if I can find three to one or better out there, that will be in my account before the season starts because I'm not sure I'll be able to find a better number than Drafting that. Drafting should list will a Jalen win. <laughs> <laughs> he had to get that win. in before the There's break. Jalen, Jalen Suggs and Jalen Johnson. There's three different Jalens. I can see Johnny right now leaning into the camera, taking off his He's glasses. He's going to pretend to like I'm totally that. writing yeah. that He's down, pretend Matt. Like this totally. And then it will never show Let up. Let me write that yeah. down. And then it will never show up. Will a Jalen win? Not bad, Matt Brown. Not Brown. Matt. Matthew Von Brown. Matthew Von uh, we'll probably ask JVT about these two and ask him his general John thoughts Tom. on the NBA season. We'll talk to him a little later on. Next, however, oh, I don't know. Why don't we talk some passing yards in the NFL? We'll do that next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, USA 2. 
Costa Rica won. Calm down, soccer Twitter. We're leading. I said, we. Kelly said, we on the break, and Matt gave him all kinds of guff. <laughs> we're yeah, we, we're weeing so. the USA. Matt's called me out twice in the past two days on this show over things that I call out people on, so um, I deserved it. I mean, I have you, never you played on the team. It's not we. You weed us in in a in a soccer match. Isn't, isn't that one of the? the oh, we, it was almost two Whoa. to two. It was almost two to two. Oh, he just. Oh, uh, did he, how did he miss that? He I could have made that goal. He didn't get t- quite enough toe on it. Goaltender didn't have to do much to stop that. But uh, Costa Rica almost tied it up at two. Almost leveled it at two apiece. Almost that, leveled. That's it. one of my favorite uh, American behaviors. Is none of us. Let's uh, let's be honest. If I can speak for 330 million people, or however many people in this country, we're not huge international soccer fans. Let's face it. Yeah. Some are, but most aren't. But if we get in the in the World Cup, we right. If the USA gets in the World Cup and wins a game, oh my God! Everyone's in bars watching. Yeah, USA. Second, we lose. No one cares again. Oh, they're buying jerseys and stuff yeah, and the whole yeah. nine yards. Sorry, a kit. They're buying kits. Ooh, nice, well that. done, kit. Ben Simmons yeah. is two hundred to one, by the way, for the MVP. If anybody wants a two hundred to one, Ben Simmons. That now that would be a story. Two hundred to one. We yeah. play this season out <clears throat> 200 times. I'll go with uh, Jalen Brown at 130 to one before that. That's my super long shot for this. Oh, okay. All right. But Jalen. Uh, in case you were tracking this uh, Dallas Mavericks uh, preseason game, which I know you were, Dallas is up 51 points. No, 61 points. No, really? 59. Pardon me. 59 points, 107 to 48, with six minutes left in the. Uh, in 58 ball game. and a half, your live line. 58 <laughs> and a half. What are, what are we doing? 58 and a half. Like, on the ice. Yes. We got two games. Canadians, mm-hmm. Maple Leafs all tied up at one. Live lines there. Maple Leafs minus 170. Canadians plus 125. Five and a half live total. Shaded to the under just a bit. The Capitals lead the Rangers one to nothing uh, in the first intermission. Capitals minus 225 live. Rangers plus 170. Five and a half is the total. Under one, minus 175, over plus 145. Should we put up Andy McNeil's uh, plays again? Let's Should we do it. that again? Why yeah, not? sure. There's no baseball. There's no football. Might as well. Uh, Winnipeg Jets tonight starts at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. That's his one side. And then an array. And none of these are oh, the Canadians are, are playing right now. So the Canadians are not relevant here. Nor is the capital at the bottom. But the top three... Chicago, Anaheim, and uh, Winnipeg, they haven't started yet, have they? Yeah, top four. Top, top. well, yes, well, the Winnipeg Jets side, right. but I'm talking about the top three yes, props. top three props. Yeah, Seth Jones under a half point, minus 175. Trevor Zegras, I believe it's pronounced, under a half point, minus 135. Uh, he of the Ducks, Jones of the Blackhawks, and Andrew Kopp of the Jets, who, again, Andy's on the Jets for the game, minus 135. Andrew Kopp under half a point, minus 125. We'll have to check on the status of Caulfield, Suzuki, and Mantha, how those are going for Andy uh, thus far. All right, let's look at NFL passing yards. You can bet on it at DraftKings. Uh, obviously, five games into the season. The buys begin this week, but everybody's played five games, and here are the current NFL passing odds. This is to lead, have the most passing yards at the end of the season, at the end of the regular season. Right now, Tom Brady leads the NFL with 1,767 yards. He's 44 years old, coming off his first ever 400-yard, five-touchdown performance. 
Uh, Derek Carr is number two. He had the big start. Didn't go so well this past week, but he's at 16.05. Matthew Stafford's at 15.87. Justin Herbert, 15.76. Those are the top four in terms of yardage. You'll see those numbers on the right. But in terms of the betting odds, Brady, the leader, is the short shot at plus 250. Imagine that. Stafford, who is in third currently at 6-1. to one. Derek Carr, who's in second currently, is at 6-1. to one. Then Patrick Mahomes. Who's got yeah. fourteen ninety? He's at seven to one. Justin Herbert, who as I mentioned is in fourth, he's plus seven fifty. Everybody else double digits, including Kyler Murray, who's uh, kind of knocking at the door too. I, I mean, think they're we all kind of tipped our up. hand with this one a little bit earlier, but the way that we think that this season could go for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. I think the the bet here is seven to one on Mahomes. Let's not forget too, they move Clyde Edwards-Alaire to IR as well, so now he's not going to be be back there. There's just a lot that points in the direction of Mahomes here because we're also getting a team that is probably, let's just, you know, let's just face the facts here, probably going to be in competitive games for the duration of the season, how bad that defense is. And so they are not going to be able to just sit on leads. They're not going to be able to just run the ball and try to bleed the clock and things like that. Like they're going to need to keep scoring and they're going to have to, keep scoring through the air because that's what they're they're most efficient at. So, yeah, I mean, I think Mahomes is is the 7 to 1 here for sure because listen, the way that Brady and them are going right now, they could easily be cruising into that one slot and if they're in that one slot, then he's not even going to play one of the games. He might only play depending on how far they lock this down. Maybe he doesn't play, you know, in a game and a half or something like that. Again, we've never had a 17-game season, so we don't know how these teams are going to manage these players down the stretch. But you would have to think that 44-year-old Tom Brady would at least have some sort of management, you would think, as we get closer to uh, to the end of the season. So, yeah, I mean, uh, everything for me points to to Mahomes. The the situation, the talent around him, the frequency of how they pass. Again, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire going to IR, like everything kind of – Kind of really just snowballs there for, for Mahomes at seven to one, better than Dak at twelve to one. I get it that the Dallas defense has been much better than we expected, but if Dallas's defense all of a sudden fell back, then he's kind of the same thing, right? There is, except for the just that division they play in, right? Yeah. Like you're with the Giants, with Washington. Are they really going to need to be kind of keeping the foot on the gas? Couldn't can't they just? Can't they just rely on Zeke and Pollard? To and lie? when? Yeah. And when do they? When are they clinched? You know what I mean. When right. do they have that division clinched? Yeah. I. I think this is one that. I think Mahomes. Actually, this would be bettable for me. Actually, Mahomes, this was available here. I would bet yeah. this. Like this would yeah. be bettable for me. I, I would right. bet this. I also think that like talking about Tom Brady's side of this, I don't. I that is completely unbettable to me. Plus, at plus oh. two fifty this early in the season with w- w- everything that could happen, like that number is. I cannot believe it's that short. How about we're now in Division Two that we're we're pretty convinced they are like head and shoulders right. above all of the other teams in the division, to where they're not going to have to sweat that division most likely at all. So there's one name maybe people are wondering why that's not on this graphic. And I, I kind of just had to do a double take on it. And this is this is how much these sports books aren't respecting what Lamar Jackson's done so far. Hundred to one, and he is fifth in the league right now. In I was wondering. Games. I was looking. I was like, who's fifth? Yeah, Lamar's. Yeah, hundred to one. I know. Uh, I don't think it's that's good. bettable on principle, though. No, it is bettable yeah, on principle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's bettable on principle. It's fifth in the league. Yeah, that's maybe more bettable in principle than the Mahomes interception. I, I think that one's more. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Honest, quite honestly, I mean, look yeah. what we what we saw from from the Ravens on Monday night might be 
the ver this this year's version of this Ravens team that we just are just going to see, right? I mean, with all of those in, we just kind of wrote off that like, oh, they lose their top three running. You know, it's like, like we're like when you're going four deep, it's not even four deep on the chart anymore. That they're signing guys off the Devontae Freeman off the street. They're signing Latavius Murray off the street. Like they're signing all these people off the street. It's it can't they can't just go in and, and recreate what they've done over the last couple of years with just dudes that, that, that they pulled off the street. I mean, this might be the version of the Ravens that we just see for this season until they get some of these guys back. I'd probably go and bet. I'd probably go and bet both of those thinking that with, if those two guys are going to be, keep having to do all that they're having to do every single game, one of them's probably not playing 15 plus games this season. So yeah. uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have the other one in po in pocket. Yeah. I, I like him. Mahomes, I like both those Mahomes and Lamar on principle. I don't mean to keep bringing up this NBA preseason game, but I'm just curious. Do you think any book offers in-game preseason betting lines? But isn't that what you've been looking at? I've been oh, saying. Yeah, you've been yeah. saying. Oh, that's right. You've been saying. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My my bad. So it is 61 and a half right now. Because because Dallas is up on Charlotte by 64 points. So oh, imagine no. there's somebody out there who's either banging Dallas over and over and over, or there's some poor sap out there who keeps betting Charlotte plus the points, figuring to themselves, there's no way they're not they're going to lose by more than 55. There's no way they're going to lose by more than 60, and it just keeps going higher and higher. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, I would like? I would make a one dollar bet right now just to take the screenshot yeah. to say that I bet a plus 61 and a half in game. We did bet. that. Uh, Matt, was there one night on the green zone? We did like plus 30 and a half runs yeah. or something. It was, I think that's what it was, yeah. right? It was 30 and a half runs. We made a bet on it. It was like just for that I to say like we did a five dollar bet in to take a screenshot because it, 30 the and live a half total, runs. Yeah, the live total oh, had gotten live total. Yeah. I see, yeah, the live total in a baseball game had gotten up yeah. to like 30 and a half. We were like. Like, all right, I'm just going to make a $5 and take a <laughs> screenshot of this thing. It's because you'll never see it again. <laughs> Charlotte just cut it to 62, by the way. So those of you who have the plus 63 and a half, big oh, moment, big moment. I just don't know. I, I guess I'm fascinated by this because I don't know what this does for, for either team, quite frankly. Back, right. Back to 64. It's kind of like, do you just go, hey, guys, this is preseason. Y'all just want to end it. Does anybody, does anybody it? keep preseason records? Like, what's the widest margin of victory in a preseason game? This has to be it. Got to be pretty close. Uh, Got to be pretty close. Oh, that sounds like a job for Wyatt Tomczyk. Wyatt Tomczyk. Maybe it's a job for Wyatt Isaiah Von, von Wrinkle. Isaiah Von Wrinkle might win. Yes, that Isaiah Von Wrinkle or Wyatt Von Tomczyk. <laughs> Let's come back. Let's talk a little uh, Indian Wells. Let's do that next. Beeson's. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get a second chance at Survivor this football season with Why the Last Man Second Shot Football Survivor Contest presented by FX. Join for free and pick winning teams each week starting week six for your shot at up to $20,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash FX now to get in on the action. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, the Charlotte Hornets uh, drew a foul here with 36.9 seconds left in this preseason game. The first free throw is good to cut the lead to 69. That that down 70 swag when he tried to go off the glass. Off yeah, the glass. <laughs> down 70 points. All right, so we really want Dallas to score here because I want to see a 70-point win. I also, as well, too, want to see a 70-point win. Two-for-one really, opportunity, really Dallas. We need this. <laughs> Let's we really see. need this, guys. Come it's on, little Dallas. things on the show sometimes. 68. Oh, he's going for three. 
Oh, brick. no. Oh, uh, they're not going to win by 70. Yeah, you got, that was terrible. Oh, and now oh. the transition. Oh, oh, and a steal. Oh, oh but it's going to be still. We're not going to get it. It's going to stay with Dallas. Dallas by 68. <laughs> it's just terrible. All we asked for was what 70. What are we doing? Why can't we? I mean, we asked for 70. Why couldn't we get 70? Here's some other NFL notes that we didn't get to yes. earlier, man. Kareem Jackson and Melvin Gordon were among those held out of practice today for the uh, Denver Broncos. Raiders designate Marcus Mariota to return from IR. Pete Carroll says running back Chris Carson and his neck injury likely to return to practice tomorrow. And the Cowboys, Trayvon Diggs didn't practice today. Uh, He has an ankle injury. And Zeke, with his ribs, he was limited today in practice. He was on the injury report last week with a knee injury, missing the October 6th session before returning to limited work. And Kyler Murray limited in practice with a right shoulder issue today. Yeah, and I think for that for that Cardinals team, one of the things that has been under the radar because they just have so many weapons, but uh, it was it's official as of today that Max Williams, their tight end, is done for the season. And if you kind of look, he was he was sneaky under the radar, having a, a good year for them, and and was and it was one of those really good kind of like safety blankets for Kyler whenever Kyler was you know get feeling distressed stuff. So like that's a that's an injury that you know look it wouldn't surprise me if we saw the Cardinals kind of in the tight end trade market type thing as we lead mm. into. Because, I mean, listen, they're at 5-0. and oh, There it is. Largest margin of victory between was. two NBA teams in the last, what did it say, 15 years? I, I missed it. But it, it, it is noteworthy what we just watched there. 68-point margin. Well, history on primetime action. You just like know, we expected. Never today. know what we're going to get on a <laughs> nightly basis. I really I, – I really wanted it to be 70, but just that yeah. we, the fact that we did get at least we got a 70 point yeah, at least we got point. something in that. That yeah. does make me uh, feel much better. But yeah, I mean, look at five and zero. Oh, you got to like realistically think they could go like six and six the rest of the season and have a pretty good shot at making the playoffs. Oh yeah, the wins are banked. The wins I mean, are like banked. Eleven and six, they go they go five hundred over the rest of the season and have a pretty good shot at making the playoffs. So with that, I think they're probably going to look to kind of shore up that position because it had turned into a much more important part of, I imagine, their passing game than they even thought coming into the season. So, yeah, again, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. There'll be some tight ends out there that will be expendable as we get closer to the trade deadline. That 17th game still throws me off. Like 5-0 and oh, if they go 6-6 six and six the rest of the way. Oh, yeah, that's 11-6. <laughs> and six. I said that The final records are still... Yeah, it's going to be me. it's gonna be wacky. It's like not... It's not that weird now, I think at the end of the year the when you're seeing year. final records, it's it's going to be odd. I'll tell you, this is another game I'm, I have no interest in doing anything with. Well, with, the with Browns these, are decimated I mean, these right injury now. reports on both sides. Yeah. Like, what, I'm going to mess around with Kyler Murray's shoulder that apparently is a, a thing, maybe not a big thing, but it's a thing. And then all everything that we went through with the Browns earlier, like, I, we thanks never, but no thanks. We never stop and say, though, this is like a relatively recent development in the NFL that teams are so mash-united so early in a season. Mm-hmm. It's affected fantasy football, too, right? It decimates teams in a way that it didn't used to. But, like, I, I, you think part of it, I brought this up once before with you, I think part of it was the only three preseason game thing? I don't it, know. It certainly could be. You know, I mean, it, it certainly could be. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I, I you know, they're inevitably going to move to an 18-game season, and then we'll get two bye weeks right. for each team. And mm-hmm. I honestly think that's a bet like better. Me I, too. I, I prefer to have teams as close to, 
you know, the, the version of the team that we have come to know and love as opposed to, again, week in, week out, you know, completely different versions of all these teams. So I, I would welcome a second bye week. I understand that that uh, one that ex- also extends our betting season as well. So I would certainly love yep. a second bye week as, as well um, with all this. But hopefully they get when they inevitably go to the 18 game schedule, I, we'll get that second bye week. And I think it'll be I think it'll be good for all of us, actually. Talk a little tennis while we have a few minutes. Yes. Indian Wells tennis's fifth major, de facto fifth major. That's what we call it. Typically a March event, rejiggered uh, post pandemic here. Not really post, but you get the idea. To uh, have it played in October, and so that is what we're doing. We're down to the quarterfinals on the ladies' side. It was the round of sixteen, all round of sixteen matches on the men's side today. There are two left, although uh, maybe. Uh, Maybe uh, the Tsitsipas match has already started. But we do have Gael Monfi tonight against Sasha Zverev. Zverev is minus 550. Listen, Monfi has never lost to Zverev in three career matches. But the last time they played each other was 2016. Sasha Zverev, with all kinds of off-the-court things swirling around, uh, seems to be able to play through it just fine. Today, there was a huge upset. Daniil Medvedev lost to Grigor Dimitrov. Medvedev won the first set and then dropped the next two. So Zverev right now is the short shot to win this tournament. Uh, Tsitsipas being right behind him. And listen, would I take a flyer on Monfi? I would not. Is it out of the realm of possibility that he could win? Of course it's not. But I think Sasha Zverev is probably properly priced there. For whatever reason, they decided to run Indian Wells this year by starting the women's draw, the women's main draw, a day before the men's main draw. So for... I don't know, a little quirk. They're only playing two of the women's quarters tonight. And the one that remains is Shelby Rogers, who beat Layla Fernandez yesterday in three sets, dropped the first, won the next two. Uh, Layla Fernandez, darling, along with Emma Raducanu at the U.S. Open. Shelby is a slight dog tonight against Elena Ostapenko. Ostapenko beat Sviatek yesterday in straight sets, which came out of nowhere. Because a lot of people thought, Sviatek, this is her surface, slow, hard court, perfect for her, and her booming forehand, but nope, not the case. So I've got no play on either of these. I certainly don't want any part of Rodgers and Ostapenko. I don't know about you, Mateo. No, I've, I've, this one, this tournament, I told you, I had to, I had to step back from this tournament. It hit too close to home, like not being able to go this year. It just, it really did. I hear you, It affected me. It affected me. I love I love going down there. I love being able to uh, take a few days and, and see the best best players in the world playing not only not only singles but doubles as well. It's just so incredible. But with the change this year in football season, I'm glad they played it. I mm-hmm. certainly wanted to uh, you know give these guys again an opportunity, a big payday. But man, it is uh, it, was, it can't go during football season. Just just can't no, go during football. You season. can. And congratulations to everybody who jumped aboard the Basilashvili pick on a numbers game this morning, plus 222. He got it done in straight sets against uh, Karen Kachanov. Uh, after our two ridiculous long shots last night, didn't really even have any uh, shot at winning after a winner on Basilashvili before them yesterday as well. Uh, so he's been our guy here late at Indian Wells. But as far as these two tonight, yeah, I mean, not really a play. And someone asked me this morning, hey, is there a futures now to play? here headed into the quarters on the women's side or into the round of 16 on the men's side? And the answer is, quite frankly, no. Like, I made my one futures bet at the beginning, which was on Marketa Vondrasova on the ladies' side. She was like 63-1. to She lost in the first round, which kind of set the tone for the entire tournament. Raducanu, gone in the first round after her U.S. Open title. Grijikova, 
uh, eventually bounced as well. Those those would have been the only three I could have even justified to play on. Then some people thought it was that you just can't. What I'm saying is anybody's guess at this point on the ladies' side and on the men's side. If if Medvedev can lose, anybody can lose. Rublev lost earlier to Tommy Paul. It's just been a really nutty tournament because the slow surface really does the slow hard courts really does a, a thing on people, and that's what the uh, conditions are at Indian Wells. But fun to have, and uh, we have grinded together just a bit of a winning tournament. Not quite the boon that the U.S. Open was, but been fun nonetheless to have it. And it continues, but nothing tonight. Anytime there's a close, anytime there's a play close around the goal in mm-hmm. hockey, it always equals fistic. Have you noticed this? Like this anytime scrum. there's, yeah, anytime like there's a near goal. Or Don't you a, get or near my goalie. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, the next thing you know, there's nine guys like just going at it on the home. On the on the ice, I don't. It, it happens every single time. Like, don't you get near my netminder? Yes. What is the difference in hockey and uh, soccer? What do we call it? Goaltender and uh, keeper. Goalkeeper. Yeah. In soccer, the keeper. Goaltender yes. in hockey. Keeper. Goalkeeper in soccer. He keeps the goal. He keeps the goal. They tend the goal in hockey. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll come <laughs> back. Why don't we talk basketball? Finally, let's bring JVT in once and for all. We'll talk uh, basketball with Jonathan Von Tobel. From VEASAN, basketball, senior basketball analyst at the Vegas Stats and Information Network. We'll talk uh, hoops with him next. All of his thoughts on the upcoming NBA season and all the betting markets. We'll talk to uh, Pete Futak on college football as well in the coming hour. And how about some CJ Cup golf here in town? Kelly and Matt have thoughts on that as well. Scores should be very low. Very low. Coming back on VEASAN's primetime action. 